0: I love it when I find a great message hidden in a strange place, and today's episode of Think Spiritual is no exception. Let's examine some spiritual elements found in the 1991 mega-hit, Terminator 2. Hello, spiritual seekers, and welcome to yet another episode of Think Spiritual Podcasts. As usual, I'm your host, Mark, and today, Think Spiritual Podcast is going to take another step on its hero's journey and have a transformation moment. Well, it's not a huge transformation. It's more like a time of focus and clarity. It's getting very close to being the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and I think I could really consider this entire first year as the belly of the whale stage. I think the podcast now has a definite direction and it's going to lead me places I didn't expect it to. Throughout this last year, it seems that the hero's journey has become my primary focus. And if you go by my conversation with my friend Jay on his Death by Fooey podcast, I think the hero's journey is something I've developed a very strong passion for. Even I can hear it in my voice and demeanor throughout that podcast. And uh, one note about that podcast, I was quite excited and talking far faster than my brain could process, so I definitely botched some of my facts about Joseph Campbell. And while that was somewhat embarrassing, I, you know, I am still learning in the process of learning about him and the hero's journey in general, and I'm quite likely to get a few points wrong here and there. That said, I am finding that I have little desire to stray from the topic of the hero's journey because I am really beginning to believe that the hero's journey is a deep foundation laid within every person's soul, and that it has taken all of human history thus far to even begin to comprehend it. Once we do comprehend it fully, as the entire human race, and as we adhere to it, I just really have this feeling that it's going to unlock new avenues and new stories for further development and the evolution of human beings. Does that sound kind of lofty and far-fetched? I guess it probably does, but I actually believe that there's truth in what I'm saying because I caught a glimpse of it in a place I didn't expect to see it. In the movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Now, ever since I began my Hero's Journey series on Think Spiritual podcasts, I've been looking at movies from the Hero's Journey perspective. I have been analyzing just how far primary characters get in the process Just how far do they make it after being, you know, taking up the call to adventure? And I've learned something interesting in the last few weeks. Many of our most beloved characters that we so look up to are incomplete heroes. They don't finish their journeys. They become stuck in endless loops of behavior or they abandon their causes and they become symbols Uh, To someone else's cause, or it turns out that they're a pawn in a larger game, predestined to merely sacrifice themselves for the masses. We need to see more heroes finish their quests, become masters of their world and their self, and then to pass their mantles on to another. And believe it or not, this happens way more often in animations for children than it does in grown-up movies. Kung Fu Panda and Cars and Coco are, you know, to name a few of my favorites. This is why I was so excited about Thor Ragnarok. Here was a hero that made it to the end of the circuit, the hero that mastered the inner and outer worlds, the hero that defeated death and gained the freedom to live. And this is why a bit of a perspective twist led me to understand that good old Arnold Schwarzenegger, the T-800 Terminator character from Terminator 2, is a way better hero than we realize. Now, had I ended, not ended up sick a few weeks ago, I kind of doubt I would have viewed T2 anytime soon. It was 3 in the morning, I couldn't sleep, the movie showed up in my Netflix feed, and okay, I decided to put it on. And as I started to watch it, I began to wonder who the main character of the film really was, and this was part of the perception switch that I mentioned. Well, the main character is obviously John Connor, Correct. So as I applied the steps to the hero's journey to him, I hit a roadblock. In storytelling fashion, the steps of the hero's journey applies. Uh, John ignores the call to adventure because he believes his mother is crazy and that the Terminators aren't real and that he won't be a great resistance leader. But then the T-1000 appears to kill him and the T-800 rescues him. That's the supernatural aid for John. John crosses the threshold when his legal guardians are murdered and he's on the run from the t 1000 He enters the belly of the whale when he rescues his mother from the asylum. And from there, he's essentially just on the road of trials. Uh, He's a terrorist and a fugitive and fighting to prevent the future that hasn't happened yet. And really, that's as far as John Connor makes it in this film, because ultimately, John Connor is not a hero yet. John Connor is predestined to be a hero, and he's on the collision course with that destiny. He has no choices to make now except whether he is going to embrace his destiny or run from it forever, which is kind of what he's doing in Terminator 3. He is uh, a symbol of greater things to come, not of greater things happening right now. All right, so if John isn't, is not out of the hero picture, what about Sarah Connor? She's a pretty impressive heroine. Now, that that is true, but Sarah is, unfortunately, a pawn caught between greater forces, and her story is really a tragic anti-fairy tale where no matter what she does, the antagonist Skynet always has the upper hand. Even when she thinks she's changed the future, it turns out that Judgment Day is inevitable. And really, that's the reason I loved Terminator Genesis. It took the whole Terminator story and it turned it on its head and it actually gave Sarah Connor a chance to be something other than the broodmare and trainer to the future leader of the Resistance. It removed the whole predestination and inevitability factor from the Terminator universe. Now, those arguments bring me to good old Ernie, and when I shifted my perspective of the film and looked at him as the protagonist, the hero became clear, and the entire story took on a whole new meaning. T2 became a Pinocchio story of a machine who would become a man. Now, probably one of the most interesting aspects of the T-800's hero's journey is that almost the entire path of departure, uh, the first five steps of the hero's journey, takes place before we see Arnold on screen. Now, look at it this way. If at some point in the future the T-800 is built and is living its normal existence as one of Skynet's Terminator cyborgs, then you have to imagine that there is a call to adventure for every cyborg, and that's to break away from its programming. The cyborg naturally refuses this call, and in a cutscene in T2, we see where the T-800 says that Skynet sets all the machine processing chips to read only. But then along comes future John Connor, supernatural aid, and he reprograms the T-800 to be something other than what it was built to be. So by the time we see the T-800 for the first time, it is right in the process of crossing the first threshold and entering the belly of the whale by simply being fully committed to its mission to protect young John Connor. Now, I realize it could easily be argued that the T-800 is just a program machine and it doesn't have any real choice in what it does, but this is the case with heroes sometimes. Adventures are often flung upon them when they are not given a choice as to whether they will accept or not. They have to take up the call or die. And how are we much different from a T-800? Society programs us to be good workers or spouses or children or religion followers or ideologists or consumers. Any number of things. It's only when we receive some alternate form of programming. Otherwise, we just really can't break out of our tiny worlds of existence. Sometimes we can't even imagine that life could be different from the path we're currently traveling. And that's the point I'm trying to make here. Sometimes we have to be unwillingly pushed into the hero's journey. Sometimes our programming has to be hacked. We have to look within ourselves and see that there is more to life than the outward journey of the ego. The inward journey of the soul also exists and it is our responsibility to cultivate that part of ourselves as well. And I believe that this is what Arne, uh, the T-800 begins to understand after he is reprogrammed and sent back in time. As he goes through the process of rescuing John and Sarah Connor from the more advanced T-1000 Terminator, Arnold, I, the T- uh, hell, I'm just going to call him Arno, Arnold or Arnie, okay? As he goes through the process of rescuing John and Sarah Connor from the more advanced T-1000 Terminator, Arnold learns what it is to be more human-like. He asks why he can't kill people, why people cry, he wonders what a small child is, he begins to see the connection between people and why relationships are important. Arnie even tries to distance himself from his Terminator past, and this is shown in a really brilliant way in the film. Now hopefully I can explain my idea clearly. Throughout T2, Arnie's character is identified by authorities as the same man that killed dozens of police officers in 1984. This was obviously not the T2 Arnold, but the original T-800 that was sent after Sarah Connor in the original Terminator movie. People see the original T-800, and they see T2 Arnie, and think, that's the same person. Now, in one sense, they aren't wrong, because every T-800 that rolls off the assembly line is an exact duplicate. So technically speaking, Arnie is that original Terminator, and he does recognize this fact. In the original movie, the T-800 wore sunglasses most of the time, and at the beginning of T-2, Arnie wears sunglasses because we, as the audience, aren't supposed to know right away that he's the hero. Eventually, the sunglasses are punched off Arnie's face and then crushed under the T-1000's foot, and it's highly symbolic of Arnie leaving his programming behind. John even asks him later, Can you see anything? As they drive away in the dark with no lights on, and Arnie answers, I see everything, implying that he is seeing clearly for the first time. Whoa, mind blown. I I know I'm taking that whole scene slightly out of context, but I honestly feel that deeper meaning of having one's blinder taken off is the primary point of Arnie taking off the shades and never putting them back on. Arnie has completely separated himself from his T-800 programming and no one can tell that he isn't human. However, when Arnie is later escaping from the Cyberdyne building, he symbolically embraces the T-800 again as he walks through a hailstorm of bullets and tear gas and comes out of it as only a near desto- indestructible machine can. And, uh, yeah, and speaking of that Cyberdyne building, building, that is without question Arnold's Atonement with the Father moment. How can't it be? Arnie is assisting Skynet's greatest enemies to kill his own father and or mother, Archetype speaking, Skynet is very much a tyrannical mother. And it does seem that Arnold has made this choice on his own. At no point does John order him to do so. Now, the final battle of the film takes place in a steel factory. Symbolically, it's a giant forge where great tools and weapons are wrought and tested. Remember, fire is used to destroy, create, and to cleanse. And it is here where Arnie has a death and rebirth moment also known as apotheosis, and he receives the ultimate boon, which is understanding why people cry, and maybe even the gift of humor. He's all beat to hell and he says, I need a vacation. That's not bad for a talking tin can. Now, unfortunately, it is also the end of our dear Arnold as he makes the transition from machine to fully human, and he becomes the fated hero. There is no place for him on this earth anymore and his very existence only increases the risk of Skynet being born again at some point in the future. He knows this and he knows that his sacrifice will keep Sarah and John safe for some time to come. Now Arnie's programming, his ego prevents him from self-terminating and that's what a healthy ego should do. However, Sarah can still lower him into a vat of molten steel. Arnie keeps his eyes looking up to the last looking towards life and hope instead of impending doom, and he gives us a thumbs up before he is gone, almost as if he's saying, yeah, I lived the best life I could have ever had. Better, than, better to live short and sacrifice myself for love than to have remained a mindless machine for eternity. Want to have an introspective moment when you watch T2? At the moment that Arnie dies, the scene shifts to his perspective. The typical red worldview of the Terminator flashes and gets all staticky and then shuts down and goes black. Stop the movie right there and see how that impacts you. And especially if you consider it to be the end of the film. Overall, I think the scene may actually be more important than I even grasped when I wrote this episode of Things Spiritual. You see, Arnold could have chosen to live. He obviously had a choice here because John orders him not to go and Arnold refuses. This is something far beyond doing what is right to protect the future. This is the self-sacrifice of the hero to protect the kingdom as a whole. Very much the same as what Neo does at the end of the Matrix series. All right, and I can hear you asking pretty much, what does that mean, Mark? Why, Why does the hero have to die? You told us that we are the hero. Yes, I have told you that you are the hero and that you have to see yourself as the hero. And yes, sometimes the hero has to die emphasis on sometimes. Please remember that the hero is an archetype within you. Yes, you are the hero, but you are not only the hero. If you have a heroic Arnie T-800 Terminator within you ready to sacrifice himself when the time comes, you also have a John Connor within you ready to be birthed and to take up his role as the hero. And there we have it once again, dear listeners, the deeply spiritual elements I see throughout the movie, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening once again. If you haven't subscribed to Think Spirit to the podcast or to our YouTube channel yet, please do so as I have no intention of ending this journey anytime soon. Honestly, I have more ideas and content than I have time to produce. And I'm starting to stumble. I have been your host, Mark. This has been another Examining the Spiritual Elements of Movies episode of Think Spiritual Podcast, and I know that as you traverse your hero's journey, you will be like the T-800 Arnold and transform from a society program machine into a true human being as you continue to change yourself and change your world. I will see you as soon as I can on the next episode of Think Spiritual Podcast.